6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Pretty cool story out of the University of Alberta. Uh, an anthropologist there has uncovered, get this, the oldest human DNA ever found in Africa. And that discovery is shedding new light on a period of ancient human history that not a whole lot is known about. Dr. Elizabeth Sawchuk joining me this afternoon. Elizabeth, welcome to 630 Chad. Hi. Okay, tell me, this, this, this has been a process, hasn't it? I mean, you originally found these remains in Africa 12 years ago while you were on a dig there. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was a master's student with the University of Alberta, and we were excavating a rock shelter in southern Tanzania, and we ended up finding this individual who we later determined was about 18 to 20,000 years old. 18 to 20,000 years old. Now, here's the thing, and, you know, it's not just, you know, you look at some bones, you look at some teeth, and you figure that out. I mean, the fact of the matter was it took a long time to be able to get uh, that timeline, and, and tell us about that. I mean, a lot of those bones you had said had almost turned to dust so how were you able to date that DNA yeah it took um, a lot of creativity because as you said she was so poorly preserved and part of that was because of her age and part of that was because humans love to use rock shelters and so thousands of years after she was buried some Iron Age people actually built a smelting furnace about two meters away from her grave oh my so her her bones are extremely poorly preserved. So my team and I at the University of Alberta, we studied uh, her bones to learn a little bit more about her life. I studied her teeth as a PhD student. But at the time, it was impossible to get DNA out of African human remains. Uh, DNA doesn't like to be hot or wet. So in the tropics, it's really hard to get that kind of preservation. Only with the breakthroughs of about the last five years, uh, my collaborators and I started wondering, well, maybe we should go back to her because she is so old and that is such an interesting time period. And so we exported a very small amount uh, of bone in 2017. We sent it to Harvard, and we amazingly got DNA out of these incredibly poorly preserved remains. So it's just a lesson to never say never. <laughs> right? As as um, as technology continues to advance, I mean, you know, it's, it's fascinating stuff. So uh, this was found to be, as you said, between 18 and 20,000 years old yeah that's correct all right so why is this an important discovery elizabeth it's because we know very little about that time period in africa usually when we talk about the african past we either focus on you know the very very old stuff millions of years ago and human origins or we kind of focus on the more recent past there's this kind of black box that happens about you know 80,000 to 20,000 years ago where we know it was a very difficult time in the ice ages we know that people were adapting in new ways to the environmental challenges they were facing and we also see some interesting cultural things happen around 50,000 years ago archaeologists like me uh, define this this transition in the archaeological record between the middle to later stone age and in previous time periods we've always attributed that to a new species coming on the scene but in this case we'd already been in Africa for over 200,000 years so the question has always been why did humans change the way they were behaving and it's interesting because a lot of the things we see are like new forms of technology more art more jewelry things that seem very very human 
So this helps us really understand in terms of what people were doing during this time period that might explain those big cultural changes. So you were able to, or you're able to learn more about about people, and, and so that's, you know, and, and, and how that all works, which is fascinating stuff. What else did you learn about this woman? little bit about her bones uh, but we didn't know for example that she was a woman because they were so poorly preserved we weren't able to estimate what her sex was so genetically we now know that she was an XX biological female um, we also learned some things about how the ancestors that are reflected in her DNA were behaving and that's the great thing about DNA uh, you can see not only that person's life but all the many people that contributed to their lineage so what we learned from that is that based on her DNA and that of 33 other individuals from this time period that we looked at, we learned that people during this, this difficult time in the Ice Age, when we see all of these cultural changes, that they were changing the way they were interacting with one another. They were starting to travel far away from where they were born and having kids with people who are very different than them. Uh, we start seeing people uh, kind of moving throughout the African, sub-Saharan African continent to kind of create what looks like these early social networks. And that's really interesting as we try to think about how people were dealing with these challenges. And we wouldn't have known that without looking at her DNA. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Dr. Elizabeth Sachak joining me this afternoon. So what do you do with this information now? You've been able to get to this point. What do you do with it moving forward? Um, we always say in ancient DNA research that every answer just sprouts up, you know, a dozen more questions. So one thing that was really interesting in this study that we just published, again, looking at her DNA and all of these other ancient African foragers, is that Central Africa is a big part of this story that we've been missing. So we can see in her lineage, as well as these other individuals' lineage, that there's this huge component of ancestry coming from Central Africa, which suggests these connections between Eastern Africa, Southern Africa, and the interior that we haven't been seeing archaeologically. And this is partly because it's been very difficult to do archaeology in many parts of Central Africa for the last several decades. And so it really makes us think about the kind of questions that we need to ask in the future and potentially where we need to look for more clues to understand how people are interacting during this time period. Elizabeth, what is it like, uh, you know, um, at a, just a very, you know, personal level for what you do when you when you make a discovery like this, when, when you came across the fragments of this of this woman what does a discovery like that feel like uh, exciting mostly yeah uh, just to be uncovering somebody who um th that nobody has known about for for thousands and thousands of years and to make that kind of connection for for her, I feel particularly kind of connected to her because I excavated her 12 years ago and I studied her as a student and now I'm looking at her DNA as a postdoc and I kind of feel like the two of us have been in each other's sphere for the last dozen years. It feels really special to be able to tell her story. I think the other thing that really emerges is just how many people have to be involved in this research. Yeah. So. Of course, in the news, we always say, you know, so-and-so discovered or new paper coming out uh, led by whoever. Mm -hmm. But in reality, this took a dozen years of work. And this most recent paper that we published has 44 authors from 12 wow. different countries, including many scholars from Tanzania, Kenya, Zambia, Malawi, these kind of places. And it would not be possible without working with all of the amazing collaborators and scholars and geneticists and archaeologists 
and community members who have been part of this research uh, for the past decade. So, so, so what's, what's next for you? What's next for me? Um, I'm really interested in continuing my work in Eastern Africa and continuing to ask the kind of questions that we can now look at with DNA. If you had told me 12 years ago that I would be talking to you about this woman's DNA right now, I wouldn't have believed you because at the time it was impossible to study DNA from Africa. So I think with my work, I'm really excited about the potential scientific breakthroughs that are coming and seeing that momentum towards that wonderful collaborative research that's mm. not only between Canada and Africa, but across the world with so many different scholars weighing in on these big questions of the human story. Well, keep making those discoveries and keep striving to answer the questions that come from those discoveries. Uh, Elizabeth Sawchuk joining me this afternoon. Thank you for this fascinating work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care. Uh, again, Elizabeth Sawchuk, uh, an anthropologist who uncovered the oldest human DNA ever found in Africa. Always wanted to be an archaeologist. Always wanted to be an archaeologist. Truth.